Coming up on podcast 1607, Peugeot improved their E208 with more range and more power. Stick around and I'll tell you more. Also on the show today, we'll talk Polestar 3, Nissan Aria pricing and how many Teslas they'll build in China this year. Let's find out. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are in the world, it's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Wednesday, 28th of September. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. And welcome to a new Patreon producer. It goes by the name of Global Fisheye, which is an interesting user screen name. If you'd like me to say your real name, I'm very happy to. Uh, A former patron of this podcast and back. Clearly a glutton for punishment. Can't get enough. Thank you to everyone on Patreon. Look out for your ad-free feed in your Patreon dashboard. One of the benefits of funding this podcast. Right, a lot to get through today, but a very quick well done, first of all. I saw a tweet from an account that I follow. They're an aviation company called Eviation in the US. They made a plane called the Alice. It's the world's first all-electric commuter aircraft, and it did its first flight yesterday at 7... 10 in the morning from Grant County International in Washington. It flew for eight minutes to three and a half thousand feet over a thousand meters. It's a dual prop aircraft. It does 288 miles of range. That's 463 kilometers. It'll fly about 300 miles an hour as well. Aviation say that quiet, zero-emissions flight is the future of regional transport. Now, this is a nine-seat luxury aircraft, but I'm really excited about this kind of aviation because, you know, it's a bit like where cars started in terms of electric vehicles. You know, Tesla didn't start at the bottom of the market. They started by making luxury vehicles. And also in aviation, there's a bit more money around. I know that it's probably not a wash with money, but in terms of flying and aircraft and maintenance and things like that, you know, if you are wanting to fly, I don't know, one or 200 miles to get to a business meeting, if you're flying, I don't know, from you know Los Angeles to Vegas, that's not even that far, and you want to hop in a plane electric aircraft, zero emissions, no carbon emissions, of course, uh, then you're probably not as price sensitive as the rest of us who are still waiting for nice cheap EVs to hit the roads. So also what's exciting about this is that's how far it can go with today's battery technology. But we know from the things we talk about all the time on this show how battery technology is improving. And again, this will be the cutting edge. It's like expensive sports cars or premium vehicles the latest, greatest battery technology, the most energy dense, the lightest cells, they'll go to aviation first because, again, a bit more money. So I'm really excited about this. Uh, they've already, DHL have ordered 12 of them. Uh, Cape Air in Massachusetts have ordered 75 of them. And Global X, a charter airline, have ordered 50 of them. Should be in the air by 2027 when fully licensed. Now, also yesterday, a really quick thank you on Twitter. I posted a picture of a car fast charging at a Spanish Ionity station. And for the life of me, I could not work it out. It looked Chinesey, but it wasn't a Neo or an Xpeng or a BYD. Thank you to Twitter for coming to the rescue. What was underneath the camouflage was a Mobilize. Now, I don't talk about this. I haven't really talked about this company very much. Mobilize is Renault's mobility company, but they're also going to make their own car. Um, According to the Wikipedia page, the Mobilize car is a pure battery electric small family car in the C segment uh, made by Renault through Mobilize, and it's going to be made in China by Zhangjing Motors, JMEV. It was presented at the Motor Show in Germany last year in September, and it will hopefully hit the road this year. Like I say, this was it was do some DC fast charging testing under the camouflage. Has a 60 kilowatt hour battery, go for about 280 miles of range. You can't buy it though. If you think if you like the look of this, and it, it looks like a pretty bland, you know, 
saloon, sedan, family car. Um, you can't buy it if you want one because it's going to be made by Renault's mobilised company only for fleets, ride hailing, all that kind of stuff. So they'll never sell it to consumers. Interesting stuff. Uh, so thank you to Twitter for coming to the rescue on that one. Uh, it looks interesting, and that means that it's probably not far away from being in the hands of... I think the first 20 are going to a Spanish taxi company. Um, I'll keep my eyes on that. Now, big news about the Polestar 3. I mean, the Polestar 2 is pretty spectacular, but the 3 goes a step further with their new SPA platform, that new architecture built on an all-new foundation uh, from Volvo. Centralised core computing from NVIDIA. Very, very high safety on this. It's a premium SUV, by the way, the Polestar 3. All-wheel drive, dual powertrain, and a dual clutch system torque vectoring. So lots of clever technology and electronic wizardry to keep you in a straight line. Adaptive air suspension, 380 kilowatts of power, which is mega, mega, mega. And it's priced, you know, to go up against things like the Audi e-tron, the Mercedes EQC, the BMW iX. It starts at £80,000. It's not a cheap vehicle. 107 kilowatt hour battery, and it'll do 373 miles of range, according to Auto Express. The long range goes 0 to 62 miles an hour in five seconds, but there is a high performance version coming. And you can read the full article on autoexpress.co.uk. Talking of Chinese cars coming to Europe, the first 500 Voyas just left China. Voyer, V-O-Y-A-H. Voyer. They put 500 of them on a ship to Norway. And if you haven't heard of the Voyer before, this is the, the model is called the Voyer Free. Um, and it is a premium SUV because... Of course it's an SUV because everything's an SUV. Um, It's going to be sold in Sweden, Netherlands, Denmark and Israel to begin with, to start with Norway. It's a long-range SUV. In China, starts about $56,000 equivalent and went on the market on September 15th. It has, uh, they say, a range of up to 730 kilometres. And when I looked at the small print, they tested it at 60 kilometres an hour. It's like, it's like doing a road test at 30 kilometres an hour. Well, you know, it's not really real world, is it? You could crawl along at five miles an hour and take the range from that, but it wouldn't really be realistic. However, the car looks pretty good. Nice, fancy interior, three-spoke, flat-bottom steering wheel, triple-screen layout inside. Looks very nice. 106.7 kilowatt-hour battery pack, if you were wondering. Uh, 0-60, less than 4.4 seconds. So, a yeah, pretty rapid high-end SUV, the Voyer Free, if you fancy buying something a little off the beaten track that nobody else will be driving. Now, a car that Nissan hopes many people will be driving is the Aria, and the pricing is out in the US. Two battery sizes starting at $43,000 for the Engage spec. That is front-wheel drive, and it starts at 214 horsepower for the 63-kilowatt-hour battery. Go to the top end and you get the all-wheel drive. The way they style it, if you read it on paper, is E-numerical-4-O-R-C-E. So the E-4-Orse system. I think I meant to pronounce it E-Force. That is uh, $60,000 for the four-wheel drive one, which is a lot of change 
for the Nissan badge. And they'll be hoping they can push their consumers a little bit more up markets. Peugeot have updated the E208. Headline story today, the new technology found in the E308 is finding its way onto its baby brother, a little sibling E208. Uh, that means 15% more power and 10% more range. The Peugeot E208 getting a big uplift in technology for the 2023 model year, thanks to a donation from the E308. Its engine, uh, motor goes from 100 to 115 kilowatts. That's 156 horsepower in a small car. That's pretty nippy. It's been leading sales of the B segment here in Europe since the beginning of the year. And it's first place for all segments in France. The French love the little E208. And now, with the updated motor and battery, it'll do 400 kilometers. So that's a really, really decent range on the WLTP test cycle. Uh, there's a new battery as well. It's a more efficient battery. Still 400 volt architecture, uh, but 51 kilowatt hours usable 48. Comes with a heat pump and sensors on the windscreen to maximise the energy efficiency and the air con, uh, with the information from the sensors making it possible to control the air recirculation automatically uh, to preserve the maximum amount of energy uh, in the battery. It's got uh, three-phase 11-kilowatt onboard AC charging, which is decent. I mean, it's not 22, only loads of 22 AC posts in France, but it's still very, very decent, and it still charges 100 kilowatts on a DC rapid charger now. Here in the UK, the Aura Cat, or rather the Aura Funky Cat, as I should call it, its new name, is going on sale in November, and they've signed a deal with their first dealers to distribute it. It's the Peter Vardy Group, and the cars arrive in November, starting at £30,495, starting at over £30,000. And that's interesting. There'll be an expanded range next year, but... That's for a brand you don't know, the Aura brand. And I got up close and personal with this car, and it was a little smaller than it I thought it was going to be from the pictures and the videos that I'd watched in advance. Inside, really nice, actually. Uh, the upholstery, good. Material choice was good. The layout and everything was nice inside. But it's still a small car. And if you're going to be in that segment, you know, you're thinking, well, am I going to get the Honda E, which is spectacular? Am I going to get the Fiat 500? which is spectacular or the aura funky cat very small in the back by the way and uh it's just a lot of money for a car that is on it from a standing start a brand you don't know look at the mg4 i mean that's coming with its trophy long range battery trophy spec all the toys mg is a name that people will be familiar with and uh, yeah there's an mg dealer on every corner not quite but you know what i'm saying so uh, and you know with a lot more range and a battery that's like 20 kilowatt hours bigger. So it's going to go some to sell. Now, I don't know anybody that's ordered one. Uh, I know plenty of people interested in the MG4, though. So let's wait and see. Coming up soon, leave us turned on. We'll talk about how Uber want to help their drivers get into electric vehicles. And Tesla's Q3 and Q4 Chinese numbers. We'll take a look at those and the latest news stories coming out of China. Stick around. Those stories are on the way. Now, let's talk about a big piece of news this morning. Got a press release in from whitehouse.gov because the funding has now been released to the states that applied uh, for that money. So the, the, the money for the charging network, all 50 states plus the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico uh, are getting that money released today under the National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Programme. 
They've got funding, access to $1.5 billion to build chargers to create 75,000 miles of EV charging highways. Specifically, the money will go to upgrading existing EV infrastructure and building new stuff as well, operation and maintenance of it, installation of electrical equipment, community engagement, workforce development, EV charging signage, data sharing, and mapping analysis. Uh, Full story. If you particularly, if you like reading press releases from the Department of Transport, I'll pop a link in the show notes. Now, Free to Move is a company which is all about, like I mentioned before, mobilised with Renault Stellantis's kind of mobility arm, if you like. And they're now offering drivers, professional drivers of vehicles, rental by the minute, the day, the month, or the year, uh, doing a new deal with Uber to meet Uber's needs and Uber's drivers to offer completely electric vehicles on the Uber platform. Uh, the Stellantis cars like the Peugeot E2008, the Citroën EC4, the Vauxhall Opel Mocha Zafira the e-space tour or the e-traveler the rift or the Bolingo, the combo the vivaro all of those vehicles uh offered to uber drivers or professional drivers at preferential rates to get them into electric vehicles with that free to move uh, mobility company that i say like stellantis i think is it a joint venture with somebody else i forget it's not in my show notes but it's one of those type of organizations that gets more of those um kind of fleets and ride hailing and ride sharing uh operations now Let's talk Tesla then. So Tesla wants to raise the Chinese Shanghai production by 30% in the last quarter of the year, according to a new report. Uh, And Teslarati saying that a a new report suggesting that in China, that fourth quarter number could be absolutely enormous. Now, the facility in Shanghai can make 22,000 vehicles a week, split 14 Model Y, 8 Model 3. Total, 22,000 vehicles. In a recent report, Reuters, I noticed a Reuters report yesterday, actually, on Tuesday, noting that Tesla will restrict Shanghai to 93% of its total capacity. Even so, um, back in August, it was about 76,000 units. September could be about 80,000 units. And in the third quarter... They want to make 200,000 in total. And that's before ramping up to an even bigger number in Q4. So, you know, Shanghai looks like it could be a million vehicle a year facility for Tesla. And again, I get Chinese politics and I know it's always a little bit difficult. And Tesla fans, uh, you know, are like, well, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do. I understand political issues around China. However, when you look at what has been done there in terms of building facility, the regulations that allow that to happen, the supply chains in China as well, very different story outside of, uh, of China, of course, in terms of how you treat people, what you pay people, etc. But the facility is doing great guns. And congratulations to everyone involved in that. Congratulations to Ford as well. Ford just launched a brand new company in China uh, called Ford Electric Mac Technologies. Uh, The FMET business is tightly independent in China. They will develop electrification technologies, battery and motor research as well. In South Korea, the capital Seoul wants 200,000 EV chargers by 2026, even though many people live in multiple occupancy dwellings. Like all major cities, really, public charging is important for EV adoption. So how do you do that if apartment buildings can't have it? No designated spaces. Well, more DC fast charging, they say. I've totally come around to the idea of converting petrol stations. I wasn't years ago. Uh, I thought that you were taking one model of refueling a vehicle, which had grown over the years to suit 
petrol and diesel, uh, and moving it, transitioning it to electric. I was like, well, that's, you know, that doesn't make sense. So we need a, a variety of solutions. And we do need a mix of solutions. But actually, what I wasn't prepared for was how DC fast charging, when I started this show four years ago, uh, you know, now we're talking about the, the, the latest Xpeng charger, 480 kilowatts, the new Tesla V4s, the megawatt chargers for commercial vehicles are all going to be so much faster than what we were dreaming of years ago. That actually, if you are talking about a five or 10 minute stop, that is comparable to filling up with fossils. And so by the time you head inside and get a coffee and a couple of supplies from the little mini mart inside a petrol station, yes, in the middle of cities, lands are a premium. And the land that is currently used for petrol stations, if they can make as much money or in some way make the economics work to take our petrol pumps and put in EV pumps, well, then maybe we should repurpose that land like for like. I wasn't convinced of that three, four years ago. I increasingly am as EV charging is getting quicker. Now, Europe should copy the US, according to France. The French Minister of Finance, Bruno Le Maire, said that the European Union must look at what America has done with the Inflation Reduction Act and giving subsidies for vehicles and batteries built inside the country or the trading block. And you can call it protectionism if you want, but France looking at that and saying, well, hang on a minute. If the US has just given a bunch of subsidies for cars only built in America and batteries only supplied, you know, the supply chains uh, domestically, why aren't we doing the same? It may be time to reserve EV bonuses for EVs made in European territories, uh, say France. In a a budget briefing, uh, he said, we need to play with the same rules if we want to defend our industries, our jobs and our technology. Now, a reminder that in France, the 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 subsidies are pretty mega, if I'm honest with you. It's 6,000 euros off a new EV, costing less than 47 grand, I think it is. That goes down next year to 5,000. I mean, oh, boo-hoo. I'd kill for that. So uh, EVs are about 12% of the new car market uh, so far this year in 2022 in France. Right, question of the week. Taking a wee break for a while, but it will return. Thank you very much to our premium partners of the podcast and everyone on Patreon. Uh, Phil Roberts of Electric Future at EF.Energy. Hi to Brad Crosby, who's coming to the UK very soon. Hoping to catch up with Brad and his family. Uh, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati. Audi of Cincinnati East. Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East. National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley's EV Review Ireland YouTube channel, which is so busy right now, and Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK. Octopus Electric Universe, they offer global public charging, and they make it so simple with one app and one map. And book your break at milbrookcottages.co.uk. I was speaking to Bob only recently, and uh, he and his family run a wonderful business down there in Devon. It's the perfect getaway. So millbrookcottages.co.uk. Get yourself booked in and enjoy yourself while you're there. Have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid. <laughs>